This is a nice song that we sang, and it's a song composed by Narutam Thakur, who, uh, as Prabhupada explained, was able to take the deep and esoteric teachings of the Vedas and represent them in simple Bengali song. It's said that uh, Prema Bhakti Chandrika, which is a book of such songs of Narutam Thakur, also developed his own uh, style of kirtan hmm, and was uh, involved in wide circulation and dissemination of uh, Chaitanya Vaishnavism. Hmm. As uh, it's also said of his book that the illiterate Gorkishore Das Babaji, uh, as he was described by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the guru of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, used to carry with him wherever he went. Hmm? And some of the songs were introduced by Prabhupada to us, principally. Our songs, um, as introduced to us by Prabhupada, were the songs of Narutam Thakur, mostly, and the songs of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, these, these two. <clears throat> In this particular song, Sri Guru Vandana, it's a very beautiful song, and uh, I was fortunate to be involved or around when uh, it was instituted within uh, Iskana. I thought I'd relate to you a little. The history, which some of you may be familiar with, but um, I doubt you will um, oppose hearing it again. So, we, when I joined the mission, we used to uh, perform some semblance of what was called a Guru Puja in the morning. Um, that was after the Mongol Artik. Uh, Sometime into the morning in in Los Angeles, we would gather around the base of Prabhupada's Vyasasana and we would sing again the um, Guru Vastakam, the eight prayers in glorification of the Guru composed by the great and venerable Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, which we would also sing at Mangalartik, so we would sing them a second time down there was a few of us who would gather there. Others, for reasons of service, um, would not. So if you had opening at that time, around 6 in the morning, that was a good place to be. One morning we were chanting, and Prabhupada's room was, this is an old temple in Los Angeles, um, and his room was close enough that he could hear what was going on in the temple. And um, 
the way that we were pronouncing Bande Guru Shi Charanada Vrindavan. It sounded like Bande Guru Gora Gora Guru Gora the cow instead of the Guru. Guru. Guru, yeah. So I offer my respects to the lotus feet of the cow. <laughs> and uh, Prabhupada corrected us, but nonetheless accepted our um, offering. Baba Grahi Janardana, Krishna is described, as he accepts the spirit of the offering. Sridhar was a, um, a very um, um, accomplished Sanskrit uh, Sanskritist and composer, um, as I was saying the other night on the day of his um, appearance, I think it was Appearance Day, um, that he only wrote a few things, but they were very concise and and um, amount to very wonderful contributions to the lineage and the Sampradaya overall. But um, he uh, noticed, I would say, more than Prabhupada, our mispronunciations of things and whatnot. He told us that uh, Shri that Krishna will listen and think. I th- say, I think you meant this, right? <laughs> so, no, so no, no, no harm. Of course, we want to learn how to do it right. But if we don't know how to do it right, but our heart's in the right place, that's good. But if then we're taught how to do it right, and we resist, then that's a problem. <laughs> so there is a form, and there is uh, the substance. Uh, the substance is more important than the form. But um, without the form, and it'd be difficult to distribute and take advantage of the substance. So. But at any rate, um, we were in uh, Calcutta and on a morning walk with Prabhupada and um, some of his disciples had arranged this ahead of time, unbeknownst to myself and probably a good number of the other persons on the walk, and um, they posed a question to Prabhupada on the morning walk. And the question was, I forget who it was, maybe someone from the Calcutta Temple, I forget. Um, is it proper, is it all right to offer Artik to the Guru? So we hadn't done that, apparently. I had never done it or seen it. And... Um, and Prabhupada says, yes, it is, it, is your, it is your duty. And he would say like that. He didn't know that was a loaded question and they had a whole <laughs> plan to do so upon getting his uh, permission. And uh, I guess they had gotten the idea somewhere you know, and uh, wanted to confirm it w- with him and then proceed uh, very enthusi- excuse me, enthusiastically to do so. And so, as soon as Prabhupada said that, then they had like a tag team, and the other guy went and ran back to the Calcutta temple, and they arranged everything so that when we came back from the morning walk, as Prabhupada would do, it was best, later became the custom, of course, then he would greet the deities and go and 
sit on his uh, Vyasasana and, and he'd give a lecture. So before the lecture, then they had it all set up with Artik um, paraphernalia and Achyutananda Maharaj sang this song, Sri uh, Guru Charanapadna. Uh, as it became known, Sri Guru Vandana of Narottam Thakur. And then there was no internet in those days, but very, very quickly, if not quicker than than the internet, I don't know how they did it, but it went all over the whole world that Prabhupada said, it is our duty <laughs> to offer Arctic to him. And this is the time you can do it, and this is the song you should sing, and so forth. So it became instituted everywhere like that overnight. And we did take great uh, relish in that. Um, when Pujapat Sridharmarsh heard about that, uh, this is the time we were speaking to him at times when uh, Prabhupada had departed from the world, and some of his. And the, and the, the topic of Guru Tattva was rather pressing. Um, understanding, trying to understand the dynamics of it, and in, um, especially in the absence of our, our guru and so on and so forth. So, how to proceed in his absence, absence and whatnot. And one of the questions was the the worship of the guru and and, uh, and so on and so forth. And um, you know, we had every we were doing this every day for Prabhupada and his Vyasa and suddenly. When he left, there were 11 more gurus, so, you know, in some places they were building 11, 11 seats and <laughs> having 11 artists was getting a little out of hand. Um, and so issues like this just were very, um, if you think back, we can laugh about it, but they were very strong evidence that we didn't really know what we were doing. And we could have, we could have been helped, we could have used good counsel at, at the time. So. He was there for that. Prophet, of course, opened the door for Sridharmarsa's council. And uh, I think I mentioned I was uh, massaging his feet at the time. He uh, he did so. So at any rate, um, he heard that we were worshipping Prabhupada, offering Arati every day. He said, really, every day? Because the Bhakti Siddhanta Sashtakura instituted that once a year. They would offer Arati to him on the day of his Vyasa Puja and so on. And that was a big thing. Hmm? And he gave a very powerful lecture about that, um, kind of anticipating what some, how some people might be questioning the, 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 that procedure where he's sitting on the throne and he's being worshipped and at the same time he's preaching, you should be more humble than a blade of grass. And so he gave a famous talk, more humble than a blade of grass, and gave a dynamic explanation of humility, carrying out the orders of one's guru, and even if it means accepting some honor on his behalf, and so on and so forth. Hmm. So um, he was surprised every day. And, uh, and then thinking of it in relation to the succession and so forth, it was being sorted out. He said it seemed maybe a little excessive. Hmm. But, <laughs> but then he commented that, uh, he asked that, and, and, and so on all, and with the Swami Marsh, everyone was enthused by that. Oh, yeah, we, said, we were very enthused by this. He says, oh, no, no. That, you know, judged by the results, there are different details how this can be done, and so forth, and and so on. He commented at the time that uh, that uh, Prabhupada was extraordinary in a number of ways. But one of the ways was that um, he had a 
large number of very enthusiastic disciples. Shiramar said, more typically, there's going to be a couple of enthusiastic, few enthusiastic ones, and others are, you know, kind of there. But he had a large number of very enthusiastic uh, disciples, and so, with their help, of course, their assistance, he carried out a big mission. But this, anyway, was the introduction of this beautiful song of Narutam Thakur. We sang it every day. I think in Prabhupada's uh, formal mission of Iskand, they sing it every morning mm-hmm. with Artik to uh, to Prabhupada. Uh, right? So, some of you have never been to any of those temples. I'm not allowed these days, but <laughs> if you do go, that's uh, that's one of the things you can can expect. With that, I would like to uh, uh, speak a little bit. I'm just going to add living here. We we talked quite a bit earlier. Some interesting histories. You guys kept me going there for a while. So. Um, I uh, wanted to say something about the um, prayer to Prabhupada. In fact, we uh, pronounced the Prabhupada that we just chanted because some of you are not familiar with those which are in here. And I'll give a little history of that for you. Um, it uh, apparently Prabhupada, as I say, Pujapachitamrish was a Sanskrit scholar, and he's very much uh, known uh, for um, in in in, in Gaudiamath, amongst the God brothers, for his Sanskrit and uh, weighing in on issues um, of uh, uh, Names, details with names, and things like that. For example, I'll give you a nice example. Um, I think that uh, Saraswati Thakur had said to, that if um, anything that Abhayi Charanadavinda wrote should be published or something like that, I think there's a statement to that effect. Uh, and so one of the uh, God brothers of Prabhupada. Um, I think it was, um, what was his name? Uh, um, no, I think Goswami Maharaj, um, Bhakti something Goswami Maharaj, I forget, um, perhaps, uh, had uh, published some of Prabhupada's writings in one of his magazines. At that time there were Sridhar Maharsh had his moth quietly, Keshav Marsh, Goswami Marsh, Madhav Marsh. A number of them had established missions and were preaching successfully in India. Prabhupada stayed with different moths at different times. And if you knew if you know these moths and how they did things, the details, some differences in procedures and chanting and so forth, and you and you can look and see how Prabhupada was drawing from them and combine different things to put together his own package that became the liturgy of ISKCON, other than, you know, some George Harrison stuff, or what, what was that, you know, go in, that kind of thing, which was right out of, you know, our own um, culture and and so forth, beautiful, and uh, these are, you know, the personal uh, fingerprints of the guru that, uh, that has a very strong uh, pull on the sentiments of the devotees, which, of course, should be uh, preserved. There's sometimes an 
inappropriately so, a, a uh, call for a longing for unity amongst uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavas who um, have a philosophy of unity and diversity and are more diverse than unified, <laughs> you, uh, it appears. Um, so sometimes a, a longing for the unity. But um, the diversity is very, very beautiful. And, it, and, it, and it, as it appears, as I say, it's like the, the fingerprints of the particular guru and and the sentiments of the disciples combined that turn into a standard of how things might be done in each moth and the characteristics of the guru. He liked it like this, we do it like that. This happened, this song was introduced, as I say, like that. There's a history to all these these things. And um, that's very, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to know the history and beautiful to have participated in that and to not, and and, and learn about it and so forth. Um, it's beautiful. It should be preserved. And this is uh, again the the religious side uh, of the religio-philosophical ideology of Achintya Beda Bed. I think we mentioned this in one of our discussions of recent times. The 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 Abed is the non-difference is the philosophy, and the Bed, the difference, is the expression of the philosophy. In a higher sense, comes out in different bhavas in a lesser sense, can come out in the way I'm talking about it, the way the temple will be run, the songs the, the songs that will be sung, at what time, so on and so forth. These are beautiful uh, differences. It was always, to me, um, something that I very much um, relished and appreciated to, to, to go to a different moth and see how they did it did it there. Hmm? We know the great uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, the founder of our Paribar, so to speak, he extended that idea when he said things like if I go to another church um, and I see I, I see how they're carrying on there with their liturgy I think oh and he's accepting worship in this way in this form here just see um, the universality of my um, deity so I, I always much very like. I also do like to go to churches and things like that and visit them. And recently, when I was in um, in Poland, I was visited a number of old um, Catholic and, and uh, churches, very old, and had been through the war and everything, and learned their histories. And it's, it's kind of like a Gopakumar, you know, tour of. Different religious possibilities. I'm always on one. <laughs> so, um, at any rate, uh, these are the kind of things that are, are should be preserved, and, and uh, unity can come on the level of philosophy and uh, the same philosophy. Uh, I always thought of uh, Prabhupada's uh, metaphor of that. Uh, you know, the, the Iskon is my body, and the book publishing I, I extended is his soul and they were separate the BBT for publishing and then the ISKCON and so forth and uh, so the body might change reincarnate even it's possible but the soul should remain on and it can express itself in different bodies and so forth so at any rate, uh, you know, in the name of unity, you don't, you know, try to change everything in the temple, and it's got to be exactly like this, and uh, and so on. We should be able to 
have unity and accommodate that beauty of the difference and that it's the feelings of the disciples that will inspire them. Guru Marsh was here at this time, I was there, he did this, he said it should be done like this. And we should at the same time know that, that that's a detail. Hmm? It's not like the cat and the milk in the Bhagavad Gita story where you know the sage was giving the class and the cat came, started crying, and he said, well, okay, before we recite the Gita, they tie the cat up, so they tied the cat up, still crying, said, give the cat some milk, gave the cat some milk. The cat came back the next day, so they cried, they tied the cat up, gave the cat some milk, and he spoke the Bhagavad Gita, and the cat just came every day. So every day before the class, they'd tie up the cat and give the cat some milk, and then the guru passed away, and then the cat passed away. Hmm? And the next guru said, we've got to get another cat. You can't, you can't speak the Bhagavad Gita unless you tie up a cat and give her milk before the class. So you do want to <laughs> get to the bottom of some of the things, <laughs> procedures and so forth, and understand um, in an essential way. So, um, <laughs> so at any rate, um, Prabhupada gave us a pranam, a mantra, um, uh, in... Um, of offer by which we could offer homage unto him that uh, was of his own composition mm-hmm. and uh, in his own words described him mm-hmm. um, and was faulty in its composition. You may know the story. Uh, it was uh, two actually Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shimati Bhaktivedanta Swami Iti Namine. Now that is one that you will find amongst almost all of the godbrothers of Prabhupada who um, established missions with their name inserted and we can we we've just seen we just chanted it they chanted that name that pranam for Bhakti Siddhanta so it apparently came from him and it's easy to change the name out and insert your own guru's name there so they all did that and then most of them had a second mantra that came from somewhere, pranam uh, mantra, that uh, somewhat uh, described them, if you will. So Prabhupada apparently penned his own pranam, as many of them may have done as well, pranam mantra describing himself and uh, his submission as he saw it. Uh, Namaste, Saraswati Devi, Gauravani, Prachadane, Nirvisesha Sunyavadi, Paschacha Desatarane. So Gauravani, Nirvisesha Sunyavadi. Namaste Saraswati Devi Saraswati Devam later his his Sanskritist disciples tried to there's the error I don't know exactly what it is but they tried to change it to Devam and that didn't do it either anyway so it's again like I said earlier well you know if the spirit is there then it works and so it was Prophet's own, own composition some people would say you know, change the Sanskrit dictionary then. However he wrote it must be right. There's a story like this that uh, Nishi said, Nishi, Nishi, what was his name? Professor Sanyal, Nishikanta Sanyal. Um, a, one of the editors and writers for the Godiyamath. He was a very uh, devoted soul and um, being involved in the editing he was of the opinion, and he voiced it, that if Guru Maharaj, Prabhupada, Bhaktisiddhanta spells a word 
when writing in English differently than the Webster's Dictionary, then the dictionary should be changed. <laughs> then then Madhavmar said, yeah, that's a nice sentiment, but Guru Maharaj <laughs> wants to preach to the English people, and I think it would be better that they will, they will think he's illiterate. Uh, and so in service to him, we will change it. Hmm. So that his what he wants to accomplish, res- get respect for Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the world will be um, better and more readily accomplished. That was thought to be then a higher idea than changing the dictionary spirit, which is a good spirit, but you got to use your intelligence too when you serve <laughs> so to, to, to accomplish the uh, goal. So, um, at any rate, um, I think, uh, uh, although the, the prayer, the pranam, very much um, describes um, uh, a prominent, I would say, aspect of Prabhupada's uh, mission, um, if you study his writing, it's very clear that um, one of the main focuses is if you're going to write, you know, on any of these texts or even a book, you're going to have a certain focus or you want to bring out certain things and you assess what the audience may may be thinking and try to address that and so forth. So um, he was very much uh, determined to, uh, through the, in his own language, in his own words, through the words of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which he said were, you know, keeping him alive on the boat, the Jaladuta, Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, through the words of Chaitanya, Charitam, uh, Ch- Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to uh, destroy the Nirvishesan Sunyavadi in, in the Western world, Paschacha uh, Desatarane. Paschacha Desh means the Western world. So he saw his mission to go, Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur as um, suggested to him in a letter that I think it would be good for you to preach in English. It's interesting to note how Prabhupada interpreted that. This Prabhupada was not uh, living in the Mat as a brahmachari or sannyasi, um, and he wrote to Saraswati Thakur asking if he could have some service um, in his position, and it turned out this, this was just a couple of weeks, perhaps before the passing of Bhaktisanta Saraswati Thakur, and he replied back, I think it would be good if you, if you can preach in English, kind of as a suggestion. <coughs> Prabhupada told us that I simply follow the order of my guru, to preach in English, and so he took it as an order, this one like directive. He had gotten a directive at Radhakund, if you ever get money, print books. I think he mentioned that to us. And so the couple of things that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi said to him, he said that he maybe spent a total of two weeks, a total amount of time in his personal company and so forth. And he, he was, he was clear he was paying very close attention, and if the talk were uh, uh, spoke to him anything, it, it was um, taken very seriously. So he uh, depicted himself as simply carrying out the order of Bhakti Siddhanta to preach in English. And to him that meant going to the West because there weren't a lot of English-speaking people in India. And uh, so, you know, he struggled to get the visa and passport and transport and so forth to come 
um, to America, and and he characterized himself in this way: so in the Western world, to destroy impersonalism and, and voidism. So these things have to be taken out of the way for us to enter into the um, the spirit of Gauravani, and they are the those words of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the way to, to get it out of the way also. You find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on his way to Vrindavan went through Banaras. Hmm? And he began then to deal with the impersonalists there by ignoring them. Then on the way back, preaching to Sanatana Goswami, he destroyed the, those ideas and the implication is to, if you want to really go into Uttar Vrindavan, you have to get this Mayavad out of the way. It's kind of like if you want to plant some flowers, you got to cut down the jungle first and get get rid of um, um, opposing ideas. And Mayavad is also very, uh, very much great about it in opposition to to um, Uttam Bhakti. <coughs> and so, Prabhupada again composes prayer. However imperfectly it perfectly described his you know, the spirit of his mission as he saw it and, and if you read his books you'll see that he not only uh, he goes out of his way to create opportunities when they're not overtly there in the text at times to um, with a kind of a hatchet I think he called it approach to uh, uh, with a machete cut down the weeds of Mayavad. Some of his um, his uh, um, way in which he, he did that I've heard criticized sometimes by Mayavadis is not really fully you know, dealing with their arguments and somebody dealt with them very much in a core way and as I said the other night, I think it was last night we were talking he was able to accomplish very much in that regard, because at that time, practically speaking, across the board in academia, the idea was that Hinduism is about, ultimately, about the moksha conception of Advaita Vedanta. That was what everybody taught and thought. And Prabhupada changed that. Prabhupada changed that. He is the one person it had more to do with changing that than anyone else. It's hmm? a huge accomplishment. And in doing so, as I was saying last night, he also paved the way for the other Vaishnav Sampradayas to cross the Atlantic and enter into the uh, Western community, academia, and the religious community, establish temples, especially the Ramanujas, uh, the Balavas to some extent, and so forth. But all of them. Um, because it was, it's a characteristic of our party bar coming from Bhakti. We know that we acknowledge a debt to the four sampradayas hmm? and identify as kind of, you know, we are the Brahma sampradaya uh, that that Madhva is also part of. Hmm? Just the same God, Krishna speaking to Brahma, on down to Madhva, in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speaking to Rupa Goswami, and so on. Um, and the same mantra and new insight into the far reaches of its uh, import and so on and so forth. Anyway, so uh, we honor that at the Chaitanya Math in 
in Mayapur, then there's, there's we have Pakistan established deities of Nimbarka and Vishnu Swami, uh, Ramanuja, Madhva, and so forth. So, um, Prabhupada, for, really, he really fulfilled the prophecy of Bhakti Vinod that all these Vaishnava Sampradayas will come under the banner of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Vaishnavism. Now, it's not exactly literal, but they all gained energy and credibility and notoriety in the world um, due to Gaudiya Vaishnavism and due to our particular uh, lineage coming from Bhakti Vinod and the great work of our Guru Maharaj, A.C. Bhakti Vinodanta Sami Prabhupada. I mean, it's really quite uh, an amazing um, feat to to think about it. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, by stressing that there are other forms of Vedanta, and he would call them out, and so on and so forth, and getting his books uh, appreciated by scholars, and so on and so forth. Um, so, Nirvisesha Sunyabadi Paschatadeshatani Gauravani Pracharani. This is how he um, described himself. And it's true. There's more to him than that, but, um, you know, if you want to, as I say, make a garden, you've got to get rid of the weeds. So, this was, this, uh, this was the, one of the main thrusts of his preaching. Another of the main thrusts, just to talk about it for a moment, of course, is, is Krishna. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, Krishna, Kama, the Supreme Personality of God. You know, over and over again, he's uttering this, uh, invoking this, this, uh, this mantra, if you will. That's, uh, that's the, the password to understanding the Tattva of the Bhagavatam. So, that's a good start, a good foothold. Now, the important thing here is when I, when I, when I mention this, this is just practical. And it is important to understand, as we do every Acharya, historically, um, comparatively, uh, their contribution. Hmm? Bhaktivinoda Thakur, for example, said, uh, I left the world, my work undone. When asked by Vishnu John Swami um, what he meant, Prabhupada said, oh, he could have done everything, but it, by his mercies, he left something for us to do. Hmm? So, um, while we are uh, uh, no one expresses any reluctance to, to, as I say, place the different acharyas in historical context and and see examine what their contribution is and so on and so forth. But unfortunately, today, uh, if you do that with Prabhupada, you find resistance from some people. So it's very, very bizarre, and it's very much a problem. Um, it's, it's, it, it becomes a point where glorification becomes over-glorification and becomes counterproductive. Now, that's weird to say, you know, over-glorification of Prabhupada is the problem, and they'll hang you for that. I know about that. But um, it's, it's very... It's a very important point, and of course, what's meant by that is, if you look to the example of Gorlila, Srup Damodar Marsh was the secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and different persons would come and offer their poetry and their praise and their verses in glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but they'd have to pass through the filter of Srup Damodar, and they would be checked to see if they were accurate in terms of Siddhanta and in terms of. Um, uh, Considerations of, of, of Ras 
Shastra, the, the, the rules for that. So if they weren't, they would be rejected. Hmm? So, I mean, you could glorify Prabhupada and say, I think you're God, Prabhupada. And, you know, he would, you know, he would be very displeased just to give another kind of a crude example. So uh, we can glorify unlimitedly, but it should be accurate what he did, and what he did is, is enough. You know, it's hard to digest that. It's a huge contribution. It's very broad, wide um, circulation. And so he had certain focuses. He was empowered in a particular way to do a certain thing, as much as Rupa Goswami was empowered in a way that's different than Sanatana was empowered and different than Haridas Thakur was empowered. And at the mission of Nityananda Prabhu, it's all Gaudi, but the, historically we look, there's there's difference. And so everyone has got a speciality, if you will, that according to the time and the circumstance that they're um, uh, contributing with with, uh, with their might and so on. So this is an, an important uh, Point to consider, lest our glorification become becomes um, fanatical, and um, then becomes really an obstacle and and, and uh, rather un, un, unbecoming. So he had his focus, and um, and and he, and he left some service for us to do. You know, to to cross the T's and dot some I's here and there. Even if you, with regard to writing books, I mean, Prabhupada was traveling the world. Um, I think he circled the globe for the most part uh, 12 times. Uh, well, I don't know how many times, but over over 12 years, more times than 12. But, he, you know, he, for 12 years he was, I think, he was he was traveling for yuga 14 times. Sometimes the yuga is 12 years described. So <laughs> for a yuga he traveled. And um, he was performing the biggest kirtan in the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, if we use the term of Bhakti Siddhanta, the Brihat Murdanga, the big drum, the kirtan drum, which he identified with the printing press, which could take the kirtan of Sukadev, for example, and Krishna and the Gita and whatnot, and, whatnot and, and spread it all over the world. So Prabhupada was very much involved in, in, in kirtan rasa, where, you know, where where the holy name is the Vishayalambana, the object of love, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Ashrayalambana, the example of, of, of uh, a taster of kirtan rasa, and the, and the Murdanga, and the and the bong of the Macintosh or the window, whatever windows, whatever it is, is the Udipana. You hear, let's go. <laughs> Entered the kirtan here, so uh, the, and then, uh, you know, there are many sanchari bhavs of humility and madness and so forth, and in the the, the, the kirtan of the of the Brihat Murdanga, and uh, the 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 anubhavs of various types of movements and. Way to decorate the books and so on and so forth, and the Stayibhav, Sakya Rasa, Madhuri Rasa, as may be the case. So, the Sakirtan Rasa, Prabhu was involved in this. I mean, it was it was ongoing for like uh, uh, a yuga, <laughs> and um, the this the 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 measure of the um, output was extraordinary. Like, I don't know, 60 books, he used to say, I don't know how many there was, 60 books, approximately. And, 
and um, you know, and six thousand letters or something, whatever it was, and volumes of letters and so forth uh, that he had written. All this in the context of of of, of traveling. Um, people question, of course, and understandably so, the traditional idea that Vyas compiled all the Vedas. How could one person do all that? Prophet did <laughs> something like that <laughs> in the modern time. It's really quite a feat because uh, you know I do a little bit of writing and um, and it's uh, to travel around the world and give a class every every morning and uh, manage a movement and write letters to people and deal with the kinds of people who I was anyway. That's that's quite a, quite a lot. And then to you know at night. Um, I had the opportunity to, to in Vrindavan to have a room one year that was in a guest house that I could look and see Prabhupada's balcony and so I would uh, wake up at night and to the call of nature and see Prabhupada where we rested he was dictating into Bhagavatam at night hmm? looking at the Sanskrit commentaries of the Acharyas and so on and so forth. Um, so it was an extraordinary uh, campaign of of Kirtan, a huge uh, contribution. Um, couldn't say enough about it, but it's a specific thing that he did, and a specific focus within his books as well. Hmm? You know the story of the Bhagavad Gita, when Prabhupada asked, um, I think it was Hayagriva, what book should I write next? And Hayagriva said, I don't know, Prabhupada, uh, and Prabhupada said, what about maybe Bhagavad Gita? And Hayagriva said, Prabhupada, um, you already did the Bhagavad Gita. And Prabhupada said, oh, there can be so many Bhagavad Gitas. Hmm? Uh, so he thought Prabhupada was mistaken. He had already written the Bhagavad Gita. Actually, Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita. Prabhupada wrote a commentary on it, and in his own commentary he says, there are commentaries by devotees, and they are very useful and um, he wrote one Bhaktivinotaka wrote two hmm? um, Prabhupada was apparently thinking of writing another and so forth so there's a place for that um, <clears throat> and um, and it's important to note that and to note that the specific um, purpose and aim of Prabhupada's edition hmm? Um, and very much uh, these are the kind of two emphases uh, Nervisatius and Nivadi my kill the Mayavads you know and get rid of the Mayavad idea and Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam and so many things in between that obviously an overall and comprehensive basic idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and, and that in the context of let's just say traveling around the world so you know, it's different uh, he, he, there are some and this is his own pranam that he wrote as an example. There's a there's a T to cross or an I to dot there, and the grammar is you know needs a little work and and so forth. So he left some service for us to come along and say you know he said this here, he said this here. Prabhupada didn't have a substantive editor. He said Prabhupada, you said this over here, but you said this over here. Now how shall we look at that and give Prabhupada a chance to say, no, oh, we'll do it like this and you know so forth and so on. So uh, he didn't have that kind of editor. He had a 
copy editors, basically, for grammar. Hmm? Um, that's, you know, corresponds with his lament that my grandchildren are coming, but my children are not joining. So I'm getting these kids that are 18, 19, 20, and so forth. I'm not getting anybody that's 40 or 50, has some life experience. And, and when I ask their opinion, they don't think, they don't try to say what they think I want them to say, but they actually say what they think. <laughs> he wanted that. He said, I, my, this is my shortcoming with Sridhar Marsh. I have nobody to um, consult with. Hmm. So that was in the context of writing Sridhar Marsh, to ask him what he thought because he had experienced a heart attack in the East Coast, and should he go back to Vrindavan, and he might, his life might not last long, or should he stay in America and preach? He asked Sridhar Marsh's advice, and Sridhar Marsh advised him to stay and, and preach, so we can be thankful that advice of Vijayapad Sridhar Marsh, whom, the point I'm getting to here, Prabhupada also asked to write a pranam mantra for him. Hmm. And Sridhar Maharaj, as say, was a Sanskrit uh, scholar and so forth. Um, and, you know, these were talks amongst God brothers and so forth. And Sridhar Maharaj would be the kind of person, yes, I, I know, I will do, and get around to it. Meanwhile, Prabhupada took off and did his campaign. And Prabhupada approached Sridhar Maharaj for sannyas first. And, and, and Sridhar Maharaj told me that I was sitting alone with the North Veranda. He said, Swami Maharaj approached me for sannyas, and I had been living in his house. In the apartment, they had probably two apartments in Calcutta. So he'd been given one to Sridhar Marsh, and he had one for his family. So I knew his. He said I knew his family very intimately, and uh, and so forth. And when I came to Navadweep here and established my moth, and then he came and asked for sannyas, I was a little concerned that if I give you sannyas, your family will come here and cause a big problem for me <laughs> in my moth, your sons and daughter and your your, your wife and so forth. And he, and he also said to me, he said, and I thought at the time, that, well, you know, he's just coming out of you know, thinking of leaving the family life. Maybe there should be some time, you know. Um, and, and so they said, but he did not care for that. He went just to Keshav Marge and took, hmm. and so, and you know, he was proud of him and so forth. Uh, <laughs> so they had a very um, friendly relationship. They wrote their Bhagavad Gita commentaries together in Calcutta. Hmm. At the time, Sridhar Marsh's was never published. Um, I guess maybe, yeah. I guess they. Well, they I'm sorry. They had a, they had an edition, but it wasn't widely circulated. When we came to him, then he, uh, I, um, it was it was suggested that it be translated in English, and, and it was. Um, but anyway, he never got around to writing the Pranam. Prabhupada just took off and you know did his campaign and. And um, and so forth. And after the, the departure of Prabhupada, at the time of his passing, he had asked that, that money be given to, to finish Sridhar Marsh's temple. And Navadvipa, I think I mentioned that the other other night. And so that was arranged. And, um, and of course, some of us went to Sridhar Marsh and ended up um, having his good counsel and so forth. And so at one point, he uh, was reminded of the fact that Prabhupada had asked him to write uh, Pranam Mantra by his disciple, his disciple Govinda Maharaj, reminded him of that. Govinda Maharaj was very fond of Prabhupada, and Prabhupada was very fond of him like a son. Hmm? 
because Govinda Maharaj was one of the like, original disciples. He was like 16, 17 years old when he became a disciple of Sridhar Maharaj. And so Sridhar Maharaj was living in, in Calcutta next to Prabhupada, and Prabhupada had his family. And and uh, this boy, Govinda Maharaj, was, was like a son of Prabhupada, practically 17 years old. And he'd come to the mission. He was a smart fellow and, and so forth. And... and um, uh, sometimes they would uh, do preaching uh, engagements in Calcutta together, Govinda Maharaj and Prabhupada, and Govinda Maharaj would assist him and so forth. And, um, so he reminded Guru Maharaj, Maharaj that, that Swami Maharaj wanted you to write a pranam. And, you know, we were there, some of Prabhupada's disciples, they said, yes, that's, that's right, that should be done, and so forth. So he asked Govinda Maharaj to write it, and then he would edit it and oversee it and, and so forth. So we, we, we do um, chant it in the mornings, hmm. part of our liturgy and the speciality of our, <laughs> our mission, along with the beautiful pranam to, uh, to Sridhar Maharaj as well. But the, uh, it's um, uh, made up of uh, four verses, and... Um, This one I liked in particular, and Govinda Marsh liked a part of it also. Guravagyam shirasidritva shaktivesha swarupine. Hare Krishnaiti mantrena paschacha prachatarine. So it says that um, uh, he, it's describing him, he took Guruvagyam, he took the order of his guru. Uh, on his head, he carried it. Um, um, and um, so the idea that uh, you hear sometimes that Prabhupada was a Shaktivesh, it came, of course, some of you may know, came from Sridhar Maharaj, who, uh, and Yajabhar Maharaj also had said it. And shortly after the passing of Prabhupada, Sridhar Maharaj was asked, was informed and asked to comment something, and he gave a nice uh, um, statement that was recorded, and in that he said, and I see him in this way, Shakti Vesh, it must be so, and and so forth. So that just like went everywhere. Um, we would have never, you know, thought to say something like that without thinking maybe we were calling, we were my bodies or something, calling Prophet God or what, you know. So it was a, it was a very powerful statement by... Uh, very um, elevated Vaishnav, so we felt uh, confidence in that, and we was circulated everywhere. And people now, you know, tell you, you know, why should I listen to Sridhar Maharaj? Prabhupada's a Shaktivesha, you know. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, <laughs> you should know a little history. That might be useful. So, uh, of course, later it was Govinda Maharaj who then asked, the Guru Maharaj, you have said that Swami Maharaj is Shaktivesha. What kind of a Vaish? It's a good question. And then he gave this beautiful explanation of Nityananda Vaish, and he showed the parallel between the kind of preaching focus of Nityananda Prabhu and that of Prabhupada's going to the non-Vedic people and, you know, and uh, chant and be happy, you know, kind of approach and, and so forth. Um, many other things he brought was very, very uh, in- insightful. And, of course, he expressed his, his conviction of Prabhupada's affinity for for Sakiras, he pulled out the poem of Prabhupada that he had on file. That we thought, wow, where did he get that? You know, 
and he had his own explanation of it, which was very rasic and and uh, in, insightful. And, uh, we know we were electrified by such a, such an explanation and glorification of our Guru Maharaj. Whereas, you know, it's, it's acknowledging the outward, historically what he did, but you know, delving into the inner workings behind that, as well, which are which are very extraordinary. It's a very very beautiful thing. I had suggested in um, s- s- some of the the writing that I that I did to help Maharaj with the uh, Oh My Friend book <laughs> um, that that his 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 formal mission. I, I said it in a nice way. I don't remember how exactly, but you know they they like to be separate a little bit. <laughs> You don't like to interact so much with other sex, and you, that's okay. But here's a good re- good way to you know differentiate yourself. That hmm? our Guru Maharaj expressed these sentiments and, and so forth, and and in, in a lot of times, if you read that, that book and say in many ways and so forth, so it's very beautiful. So you can, you can get followers, and if you want, you know, the inner side of. Bhaktivedanta Swami, we have that here, and we, we, we emphasize that point. I thought it was a beautiful suggestion, you know, for a better way to uh, express your, your exclusivity and <laughs> and your uh, um, kind of having, you know, Prabhupada, so to speak, capturing him. Anyway, um, so um, it was a beautiful explanation. Very profound and uh, heartfelt, and with with the greatest regard, you know, for for um, for Prabhupada. And it's a little, it's a different because you know the main theme is you see this Manjari Bhav, Manjari So it, it does come here and there, and here it was a, a major wave of that, and uh, and analogous in a sense to the preaching of of, of Nityananda Prabhu himself. So it was very. Uh, um, Wonderful to hear that. Anyway, Govinda Maharaj had asked the question, so what kind of Abhish? Here it's mentioned. He took the orders of his guru on his head and empowered uh, by the, Ishidharma um, said, Nityananda Vesh, the, the empowerment from coming from Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? A different kind of Shakti Vesh, the deity of Krishna himself, a particular power of him appearing, or particular power of him appearing within a devotee, something like that. The latter would be the would be the case. So um, so that was nice that he put that in, in, in the Pranam. But the part he liked in particular that he mentioned to me, Guru Vagyam, and we said this, the, the order of his guru, right? It was just like a suggestion, but perhaps I was ordered. And he took it on his on his head and empow- became empowered. Shudamar's opinion was that on the boat, on the Jaladutta, when he was coming across, that he was so, um, had, had emptied himself out of any other possible, even spiritual distraction, just, you know, one-mindedness to fill the, fulfill the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta, whatever it took. And there he was on that boat, and he was, he suffered a heart attack on the boat, and, and you know, um, Upset, you know, stomach from the waves and what. He wasn't doing well from a health point of view. That's when he composed the poem where he 
asked uh, Krishna for the power to do the work, and and we see that he got the power. Hmm? It'd be practically, Krishna said, "We well, are, you know, my friend. Take Baladev, you know, and his power, and do the work." And so he did, and um, um, so Shudramar thought at that time this power you know, came into him, and he said. When he came back from America the first time, he visited the Matam, and he said, "Oh, he was, he was, he was like different, you know. He felt that he, he noted, you know, something empowerment in him that he hadn't noted previously. So he felt that it came at that particular time. I'm, I've told this beautiful story to someone only to have someone say, Prabhupada was always empowered, you know, kind of it's like, you know, come on, take it easy. Okay. This is beautiful. <laughs> this isn't a, this isn't a criticism here. Hmm. Um, so." empowered in a particular way at a particular time in relative to the petition that he, you know, petitioning for it and so forth. So, you know, to think about that, you can really see how Sridhar just sitting back there kind of thinking about his mission and seeing how far and wide it went and analyzed. That's the kind of person he was, and very introspective and analyzing. He had all this stuff stored up in him that we never would have, you know, thought about almost. So his company was very, very um, wonderful with regard to understanding more deeply our Guru Maharaj. But anyway, this, so to go on with this one uh, line here, two lines. Hare Krishna Eti Mantrena Paschacha Prachatarane. This is the part he liked. He said that because Prabhupada's pranam was Paschacha Deshatarane, so that he, he gave the Gauravani with a, a view of exposing the shortcomings of Mayabad and Sunyabad in the Western world. So Gumindamar says, so he distributed the Hare Krishna mantra in the Western and the Eastern world. <laughs> so he, he's from India, you know, and he was saying, you know, he did what he did for us too. He didn't just do it for the Western world. He was like really glowing. To, I like this part. <laughs> he did it for us too. We were so proud of him. What he, you know, made possible for us, and and of course, I mean, he didn't mean it this way, but in the practical sense, also there was a time, and he told us this, Governor Mars, that yeah, that they didn't have enough money, or uh, they didn't have to buy rice. For the moth, it was very hard living there. Shudamar was very austere, and if you wanted to live with him, you just had to live with what they had. And there wasn't enough always to go around. Gubindamar said, many times I thought to leave, but I went and asked the trees, and they wouldn't give me permission, so I stayed. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, Prabhupada fed them, really. I mean, he, 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 he after he left, he sent some disciples to his doorstep, and then the wealth of Sridhar Marsh was plundered, and eventually it was dis- distributed. Money from the mission finished the temple, for the most part, and then, and then the the inner wealth of Sridhar Marsh was was plundered, mined by some of Prabhupada's disciples. He said to us once, "Boy, if I had had some of you about you know 30 years ago, we could have really done something. You, know, you guys got some energy." Swami Marsh got you guys, you know, fired up to do something. You know. So, um, um, you know, we we circulated that perspective and 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 so forth. And uh, and the mission of Chaitanya Saraswati Math is, is all over the world. They have missions in in many parts of of the world. And a fabulous Math there, Chaitanya Saraswati Math in in Navadweep. And you know, he understood Prabhupada Swami Marsh's is making all this, uh, helping them in a big way to make all this possible. Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur told our Guru Maharaj to try to bring Sridhar Maharaj out 
because they were friends. And Sridhar said, and he said, now even after his passing, he's pulling me out. <laughs> what a friend, he said, such a friend. He's he's pulling me out. So uh, anyway, Govinda Marsh was appreciating that you know, not only the Western world, but here in, in India, also he's done so much for us and made. Uh, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, our home, homeland deity, famous, and Madhavan famous, and Navadvip, gen, real genuine um, appreciation. Guru Maharaj said that sometimes he would be sent over by Sridhar Maharaj to the to Prabhupada, like during the Mayapur festival, some message back and forth, and he said, and I would see him there, and I would think. It's like the four-headed Brahma, and the GPC is coming in this door, and one's going out that door, and another one, and he's commanding the whole world for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Like, like this, <laughs> he was in awe of that, uh, and and he was in awe of that. And when we came there, he testified to the fact that we brought things out of Sridhar Marsh with our enthusiasm that hadn't come out yet, and so he was a. He was appreciating that side of Prabhupada's influence as well. Hmm? Um, all over the world, preaching and bringing out the depths of Sridhar Maharaj's realization by our inquiring, inquiring spirit, and interest in the subject, and and so forth, and and uh, that kind of training and whatnot that had come from from Prabhupada. So it's a beautiful. Uh, and uh, I'll read all of them in just in English and we'll conclude with that. I offer my humble obeisances to His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is very dear to Krishna on this earth, having taken shelter of his lotus feet. Taking the order of his guru on his head, he became empowered by Nityananda Prabhu to act as the Shakti Vesha avatar. He distributed the Hare Krishna mantra all over the Eastern and Western world, delivering and uplifting the fallen souls. He is the best of millions of Jagat Gurus because... He is the personification of divine mercy. He has distributed the sweet nectar of Srimad Bhagavatam and the transcendent knowledge of Bhagavad Gita all over the world. He is constantly engaged in exclusive devotional service to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Srila Rupa Goswami, and Sri Gauranga Mahaprabhu. I offer my humble obeisances unto Srila Prabhupada, who is like a bumblebee, always taking taste in the nectar of the lotus feet of Sri Sri Radha and Govinda. Bhakti <laughs> <laughs>